Good morning, Northview. Happy Sunday morning. Welcome to church. Last week, Pastor Steve talked about the faithfulness of God. And this week, we're moving on, and we are talking about the steadfast love of God. And one scripture that I really love uh, about the love of God comes from 1 John 4.16, and it says, And so we know and rely on the love God has for us. We rely on the love God has for us. God is love, and whoever lives in love lives in God, and God in them. So these first couple songs, we're just focusing on that beautiful love that God has for us, and hopefully we in turn have beautiful love that we reciprocate back to God. So let's meditate on that love this morning as we kick it off. We're singing some throwback songs this morning. You should know all of these. Hopefully you do. Please join us. Stand as you're able. Sing out.
God, we thank you so much this morning for an opportunity just to come into your presence. Let us not take that for granted, Lord. And Lord, as we focus on this beautiful love that you have to offer, Lord, put a, put a call upon our hearts to reciprocate that love for you in our actions, in our walk of life, in our conversations. Lord, help us to not neglect the relationship that you want to have with your children. Draw us in to that relationship, God. Call us towards you. Oh, Lord, we need your love so badly. In a time when everything is uncertain and everything seems to be falling apart, Lord, may we hold steadfast to your steadfast love. You are so truly beautiful. We offer all of this to you, for you and for your glory. And all of you at home this morning say, Amen. Good morning, Norfolk. Welcome. We're glad to have you back uh, this morning. We are back to our series of Truth versus Lies, and uh, this week we're in part two of the steadfast love of God. We've been looking at that, and part of the lie is that God must be crooked Himself. But what Scripture says is that God is a steadfast God. And the area of where he is steadfast is in his love. Uh, NIV would use the phrase faithful or unfailing love. Last week we looked at God's hesed or steadfast love that he promises to those who love him. And the Psalms are just chock full of this idea. You, you can hardly go anywhere without running into it. And it's because many of them were written by King David and as we've seen, God entered into a covenantal relationship with David. He was, in New Testament language, our language, what we would use, he was saved and then adopted as a son by Yahweh. And out of this comes David's unbelievable appreciation for all that God has done for him. And it culminates and is wrapped up in the phrase, God's steadfast love. But for David, it wasn't just a personal thing. It was a national thing. It was a kingdom thing. David wanted all of Israel to embrace God's steadfast love like he had. And he wanted them to trust God's steadfast love like he did. And he wanted them to rely on God's steadfast love in times of good and, more importantly, in times of trouble. Psalm 64 speaks directly to this issue of trusting God in times of trouble. Uh, look at what David says here. He says, hear my voice, O God, in my complaint. So David's laying out a complaint uh, that he has before the Lord. He says, preserve my life from the dread of the enemy. Hide me from the secret plots of the wicked, from the throng of evildoers who wet their tongues like swords. That's an incredible word picture right there. Who aim bitter words like arrows, shooting from ambush at the blameless and shooting at him suddenly and without fear. They hold fast to their evil purpose. They talk of laying snares secretly, thinking, who can see them? They search out injustice, saying, we have accomplished a diligent search, for the inward mind and heart of man are deep. But God shoots his arrow at them. They are wounded suddenly. They are brought to ruin with their own tongue turned against them. And all who see them will wag their heads. And then all mankind fears. They tell what God has brought about and ponder what he has done. Let the righteous one rejoice in the Lord and take refuge in him. Let all the upright in heart exult. So David wants us to trust God in times of desperate trouble and to lean on his unfailing love. And he wanted his countrymen to do this as well. And so the question arises, well, how do you do this? How do you get a nation to trust Yahweh? Particularly, one of the things we forget about is that probably 80% of the culture was illiterate. They couldn't read. And so David institutes something ingenious. And I'm sure he came by this by the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. What he does is he builds into the culture a living object lesson that involves the whole kingdom. Three times a year, Israel was commanded to come together as an entire nation. If you remember these, we've covered these before in other series, but the three mandatory feasts, well, the first one was the Feast of Passover and Unleavened Bread. The second one was the Feast of Weeks, Shavuot, 
in what we know as Pentecost. And then the third was the Feast of Booths or Tabernacles. The first thing that he does is he gathers a bunch of talented writers and musicians around him. Uh, you know their names, uh, Asaph and Jehudith and several of these guys who are also in the Psalms. And around these uh, national gatherings then, what he does is he, he builds music for them. He builds songs that everybody has memorized and that they sing. First Chronicles 16 records this. It says, And they brought the ark of God and set it inside the tent that David had pitched for it. And they offered burnt offerings and peace offerings before God. So David builds this elaborate tent into which the Ark of the Covenant is placed. And then he commands this. It goes on to say this. Then he appointed some of the Levites as ministers before the Ark of the Lord to invoke, to thank, to praise the Lord, the God of Israel. Asaph was the chief, and second to him were Zechariah, and Jehiel, and Shemariamoth, and Jehiel, and Mahathaliah, and Eliab, Benaniah, Obed-Edom, and Jehiel, who were to play harps and lyres. Asaph was to sound the cymbals, and Benaiah and Jehaziel, the priests, were to blow trumpets regularly before the Ark of the Covenant of God. Then on that day, David first appointed that thanksgiving be sung to the Lord by Asaph and his brothers. Solomon took this a step farther uh, because he built the temple and so what he did was he placed all the musicians and the singers on the east side of the temple. And it says this, and when the priests came out of the holy place for all the priests were present, who were present had consecrated themselves without regard to their divisions and all the Levitical singers, Asaph, Haman, Jaduthan, and their sons and kinsmen arrayed in fine linen with cymbals and harps and lyres, stood east of the altar with 120 priests who were trumpeters. And it was the duty of the trumpeters and the singers to make themselves heard in unison, in praise and in thanksgiving to the Lord. And when the song was raised with trumpets and cymbals and other musical instruments in praise to the Lord. And when they sang, what did they sing? Well, this is what they sang. For he is good, and his steadfast love endures forever. Does that sound familiar to anybody? Heard that phrase before? So through music, they were able to memorize all kinds of scripture, very much like we do today. Remember, the Psalms at this time were all musical. They all knew the same songs. And for a culture that was not literate, this is absolute genius. How did it work? Well, I think I can create a picture that'll help us grasp how this took place. So we live in Mill Creek, right? So let's use, we're gonna use Mill Creek as an example. And if you're familiar with Mill Creek, you realize that Mill Creek is built around a hill. And at the top of the hill is the Mill Creek Golf and Country Club. Most of us have been there or been by there many times, so uh, we're familiar with that. Now imagine instead of the Mill Creek Golf and Country Club being at the top of the hill, Instead, it is the biblical temple of Solomon at the top of that hill. And all the trees are cut down so that you can see the temple from all directions around Mill Creek. And three times a year, all of Mill Creek is required to gather together and meet at that temple. And so at the prescribed time, all the priests and musicians gather uh, around the walls of the temple and then on cue, the shofars begin to blow and the people begin to leave their homes and head up the hill. And as they head up the hill, people will be coming from all different directions. Just think of all the different roads that head up to the top of that hill. And they'd be gathering uh, from the side streets onto the main roads uh, that lead to the temple. And as they start to head up, the priests begin to sing out the Song of Ascents. Um, the Song of Ascents are the Psalms 120 to 134, which is known as the Hillel. Hillel is the word for praise. And everyone knows these songs by heart, so uh, we all begin to sing. And at first, you can only hear the voices of the group around you, right, as you're on the side street and stuff. But as you continue to move and go up the road, the voices from all directions begin to resonate and blend together. Imagine the effect of one to three million people singing the same songs in unison together as they come together and move together up that hill. 
As we all get to the top, we now shift and we begin to sing the great Hillel together. Great Hillel is the great praise. The great praise is Psalm 136, sometimes one, Psalm 135 and 136 brought together, but usually Psalm 136. And if you have your Bibles, why don't you turn there and you can, can follow along. The great Hillel is 26 vignettes of history and events wrapped around the phrase, for a steadfast love endures forever. All right? It starts with this most basic of affirmations. I'm going to ask my family, they've agreed to be my background choir this morning, so I'm going to ask them to come up. So come up, gang. And it sounds like this. It says, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for his steadfast love endures forever. And so here's how this would work. Imagine that one to three million people are coming up all the roads that lead to the top of the hill. And all the shofars and cymbals are playing, and the priests would sing out, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. And the response of one to three million people would sing back, for his steadfast love endures forever. So it goes on. I'd encourage you to join us at home. Uh, I'll do the first phrase, and then you guys can follow me uh, on the second phrase. It goes like this. Give thanks to the God of gods. For his steadfast love endures forever. Give thanks to the Lord of lords. To him alone who does great wonders. For his steadfast love endures forever. And to him who by understanding made the heavens. For his steadfast love endures forever. And to him who spread out the earth by the wa- above the waters. For his steadfast love endures forever. And to him who made the great lights. For his steadfast love endures forever. The sun to rule over the day. For his steadfast love endures forever. The moon and stars to rule over the night. To him who struck down the firstborn of Egypt. For his steadfast love endures forever. And brought Israel out from among them. For his steadfast love endures forever. With a strong hand and an outstretched arm. For his steadfast love endures forever. To him who divided the Red Sea in two. For his steadfast love endures forever. But overthrew Pharaoh and his host in the Red Sea. For his steadfast love endures forever. To him who led his people through the wilderness. To him who struck down great kings. For his steadfast love endures forever. And killed mighty kings. For his steadfast love endures forever. Shion, king of the Amorites. For his steadfast love endures forever. And Og, the king of Bashan. For his steadfast love endures forever. And gave their land as a heritage. For his steadfast love endures forever. A heritage to Israel his servant. It is he who remembered us in our low estate for his steadfast love endures forever and rescued us from our foes. For his steadfast love endures forever. He who gives food to all flesh for his steadfast love endures forever. Give thanks to the God of heavens for his steadfast love endures forever. All right, now we've done that. We're through. I hope you had fun with that. What's going on here? Well, they're singing. Now, we, we've said it, right? A kind of antiphonal back and forth. But they were singing it, and they were singing their heritage. They were singing their history. They were reminding themselves of what God had done for them. And their children are learning it all together at the same time. They're remembering how faithful God has been to them all through their history. And it is preparing them to re-give their hearts in praise and submission when they enter the temple courts. It got them, so to speak, on the same page, no matter where they were coming from, and no matter what level they're at, as they moved up and everybody repeated this together and sang this together, they became of one mind. They were reminded of Yahweh's great love for them. And they were reminded that they should have the same great love back to him. It was, in, in a very real sense, a wedding song, sung by the bride back to the groom. And this got me thinking, you know, what about us? What about Norfew? What would it look like if we did the same thing with our history, Norfew's history, and sang it back to God? Now, again, um, We'll speak it out today to each other because we don't have music for it. Maybe Esther can put it to music later. But um, 
Uh, I worked on this a little bit, and here's what I came up with. We'll do the same thing. I'll speak out a phrase, and you'll repeat the line. I'll follow along with my family here for his steadfast love endures forever. And so what would our great praise sound like? Well, let's do this together. If you can stand at home, I'd encourage you to do that, as Esther would say, if you're able, and uh, get into this. Let's engage together. It would go something like this. Thanks be to Jesus, the Lord of the church. For his steadfast love endures forever. Thanks be to God who put the vision of church planting into the heart of Pastor Jan Hedinga. For his steadfast love endures forever. Bless the Lord for North Shore Community Church, which was willing and obedient to finance the launch of the daughter church, Northview Community Church. Thanks be to God who brought Pastor Dan and his wife Jamie Rupp to be the first ministry team here at Northview. For his steadfast love endures forever. Thanks be to God for all those who are willing to step out in faith to be part of that new launch. For his steadfast love endures forever. And thanks be to God who led Northview to Jackson High School, our first ministry site. For his steadfast love endures forever. Thanks be to God for a successful launch in the Mill Creek community. And bless the Lord Jesus for our move to Archbishop Murphy High School as our second site to meet. For his steadfast love endures forever. Bless God for leading Pastor Steve and his wife Pam and their family to become the second ministry team to serve at Northview. For his steadfast love endures forever. Praise God for instilling and sustaining faithful giving for two capital campaigns. For his steadfast love endures forever. Praise Jesus for locating and helping us land in our current facilities in 2008. For his steadfast love endures forever. And praise God for a family that made the financing available so we were able to do the build-out of our current space. For his steadfast love endures forever. And praise God for a fantastic grand opening to the new facilities. For his steadfast love endures forever. And almighty thanks to God for sustaining us as a church through the downturn of 2008. In 2009. For his steadfast love endures forever. Bless Jesus for, a wonderf- for the wonderful worship leaders he has brought us over the years. For his steadfast love endures forever. And bless Jesus for the wonderful staff that we've had over the years. For his steadfast love endures forever. And bless Jesus for the faithful men who have served us well on the board over the years. For his steadfast love endures forever. Thanks be to God for the number of people who've come to Christ and have been baptized over the years. For his steadfast love endures forever. And thanks be to God for all the missions and ministries we've been able to support over the years. For his steadfast love endures forever. Bless God for all the other churches that we have fellowship with in the Mill Creek, uh, in, in Mill Creek and throughout the area. For his steadfast love endures forever. All praise to God for the payoff of the loan in the last year and a half. Praise God for protecting our church family during this whole COVID-19 outbreak. For his steadfast love endures forever. And praise the holy God for helping us adjust and continue to serve during this whole pandemic. For his steadfast love endures forever. Praise our risen Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, who will take us into the future by faith. For his steadfast love endures forever. Praise the Lord Jesus Christ, who will lead us into new steps of faith, just as he has in the past. And praise the Lord Jesus Christ, who will, when time is ready, take us home to be with him forever. For his steadfast love endures forever. All right, you may be seated. Family, thank you. You can go down. Now, we're not used to that. We're not familiar with that. But I think you can see how that would work for an entire group of people who weren't literate, who didn't know how to read. They would become familiar with that Uh, rhythm and they would be able to memorize it king david would remind us that it is god who is faithful and not us Uh, david would validate this from his own personal experience the one who is steadfast when it comes to the topic of love is only god and he must be fully trusted john the apostle uh, would also avouch would vouch for this and he lays this out in his epistle in first john In chapter 4, he says this, This is how we know what we have in him, and he in us, 
He has given us of his spirit. And we have seen and testify that the Father has sent his Son to be the Savior of the world. If anyone acknowledges that Jesus is the Son of God, God lives in them and they in God. And so we know and rely on the love that God has for us. This is in the NIV version. ESV would say believe, all right? God, as witness to himself, says that he is ultimately reliable and trustworthy. He is steadfast towards those who put their trust in him. And Norfew, this is a fantastic time for us to put our trust in his steadfast love. Sometimes life can go along and you can be pretty good and you can kind of say, you know, yeah, I'm there and I, I've got the head knowledge, but it's not really necessary at this point. But John points out something really important. He says it's not just that you know but that you would rely. Rely means you can put your weight on it, lean on him, rely on him, trust him. We're gonna have to do that. We don't know uh, what the future may bring. We don't even know uh, what the next year may bring. What the next year may bring is far from certain. We will go through this by faith. So church, what he's saying, as you're facing something like that, don't forget your history. Don't forget your legacy. Don't forget his story in your life. Rehearse the events and go back through God's footprints through your life, God's fingerprints of where you saw him put his hand on your life and his faithfulness throughout your life. King David and the rest of scripture would encourage and challenge us to believe and anchor on the fact that God's steadfast love endures forever. And as the scriptures say, if you trust him with that, he will make your path straight. Let's pray this morning. Father in heaven, there's no way that my words can um, reach the depth of your steadfast love and what it means for us. Only your spirit can communicate that. And I'm praying this morning that as we think about, as we look back, hindsight's really helpful, Lord. We can see your footprints in our life. We can see your fingerprints. We can see your steadfast love. We can see the places where you bailed us out of jams and troubles and you answered prayers. And Lord, even if the present is clear as mud, we know we can see it clearly in the past. We know you're here. We know you're working. We know you're present. And we have to slow down and rely on that. This has not caught you by surprise. And you're asking your people to be alert, to listen, to ask you what to do, and what's the right timing of things. And this is a phenomenal time, Lord, like, like King David, for us to trust and rely on your steadfast love because it's what holds the universe together. The universe was created out of steadfast love. Our earth was created out of steadfast love. And Lord, out of steadfast love, you created us to be your imagers. And we pray that you'd help us do a good job. Lord, we pray that we would treat your love with appropriate respect and appropriate uh, admiration for the great gift that it is. Help us never to lose how precious it is, the idea that you love us. And so we seek you for that this morning and ask this in your name. Amen. All right. Thanks, Steve. So we're ending it with an oldie but a goodie. Steve pretty much laid this out for us in his sermon, but we are ending with the song entitled Forever. So I'm going to sing a line, and then you are going to echo saying his love endures forever, okay? So I know you've already stood up, sat down, stood up, sat down. I know it feels like we're Catholic today. We're not, okay? But I'm going to ask you one more time, as you are able, to your feet, we're going to end on a note of celebration while we proclaim together that the Lord's love endures forever. Join us. Thanks to the Lord, our God and King. You say, His love endures forever. For He is good, He is above all things. His love endures forever. Sing praise, sing praise. With a mighty hand and an outstretched arm. Come on. His love endures forever. Been reborn, His love endures forever.
Love endures forever. Well, we'll come back to the questions. And uh, again, this morning, it's for you guys in your homes to uh, just talk through and wrestle with some of these ideas and, and throw them around and take it a little farther. So here's the questions for this morning. Number one, in your thinking, how important is it to keep the idea that God is good and good all the time in front of you? Why? Why would you say it is? All right. Number two, why do we need, from your perspective, as you're, again, thinking about it, to be reminded of God's steadfast love on a consistent basis? Why would that be important? Number three, was the Norfew rendition of Psalm 136 helpful for you? Did you remember some things? You probably, maybe those of you who were here at the beginning probably remembered a whole lot more than even I put in there. Uh, how was it helpful? Share that with each other. How have you grown, this is, Maybe the most, uh, the next two are probably the most important ones for the morning. How have you grown in your ability to trust God's steadfast love? Uh, in your years as you've known the Lord, how have you grown in your ability to trust God's steadfast love? And then number five is similar. In what ways could you continue to grow more in this area? All right, so go with those. And then here's the prayer points for this morning. Let's continue to pray for us as a church as we move towards our reopen date of July 26th, uh, that God will give us unity of spirit and a mind of heart. Uh, I, I don't think it's a secret that people are in a lot of different camps right now, and we are asking God to help us with that. Number two, let's continue to seek for how and where God is at work in our community. He is at work. He is present. He is doing things. Uh, what's he doing during this whole COVID-19 pandemic? And how can we cooperate with them during this time? 
Number three, let's play for our VBX program this week. In case you hadn't realized, we're already in July. VBX is rolling. Kayla and her team have put that all together, and the kids will be engaging in that. And let's pray that they move closer to Christ and that there will be those who give their lives to Him, that they hear uh, Jesus' call on their life and they give their life to Him through VBX. Number four, again, let's pray that people would come to a saving relationship with Jesus out of the aftermath of all that we are going through and will continue to go through. I think people have run off their kind of own reserves up to this point. But I think if this continues to stretch out, they're going to run out, run out of gas. And that's right where God can meet them at the moment of their extremity. And so let's pray that um, they would come to Christ through this. And then number five, let's pray that God will help heal our country with all its divisions and strifes. Uh, It's just, dear Lord Jesus, please have mercy towards us with that. We seek you for that. And so those are the prayer uh, requests for this morning. And uh, have a great time praying those together. Thanks for engaging. It means a lot. Uh, Thanks again for the emails and those of you who've called. And let me know how the Lord has used this with you. It's super encouraging. We'll see you again next week. lost but he brought me you know his love for me oh his love